It's the Exit 52 podcast live instant analysis, not just after a Ravens win, but after a gigantic Orioles win, a playoff berth has been clinched. One of the great, great days in Baltimore sports in a long, long time. And we've got the entire group on the show. People are already popping off in the comments. Everyone is excited. RDT, what the hell is going on over there? Can we fi- can we figure that out first? This is for Adley Rutschman. Take it all. Oh, I ripped it. Keep this going. is for Trey. Uh, so hot. Famously not with oh, the team anymore, as we all know. Oh, this is for Gunnar Henderson. It's like Chandler Bing when he wore shorts. <laughs> Rodriguez. Until he wore Chandler's clothes. This one is for Anthony Santander. Great quarters. This <laughs> one is for Grayson again. Uh, we'll go you Austin didn't have to Hayes. Hide it, by the way, like we could. Eat. I what love it. Oh no! That's a nice no. Or this is for Cedric Mullins. I don't know how that one got in there. <laughs> uh, this one is for say D.L. Hall. Hall. I don't think I have anything on under this one. Um, this one is for Michael Elias. Just what a fantastic cheers, day. Cheers, I mean, cheers, cheers. A great cheers, day, man. as Taylor said, a great day in Baltimore. Really in sports history of our lifetime. Yeah, I really, I mean, you don't get many like this. You really don't. I, 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 was, standing, I was standing at Camden Yards when the I had the Ravens game on my phone as they're about to close that. And I was like, if the Orioles can somehow come back and win this game, it will be one of the great hour long stretches. I can ever remember. And that's exactly one of Especially that down. exact timing of a W in Cincinnati, the way it led up into a Titans overtime win, into a Baltimore <laughs> Orioles playoff clinching, really ball breaking game. That was, and Brian, Brian, express, express the feelings. Jake, Brian, and I watched it together, watched this Orioles game together, Ravens game as well, obviously. Express like, the realization that you had a little while ago about what what we realized we had with us that day today. Yeah, no, the two two TV system came up big today. Uh, Ravens left, Orioles right. Had the volume on the Ravens all all day. Um, wrapping up just like a really comprehensive win. I don't know that we've seen a Ravens win like that in a while, especially with Lamar Jackson in the mix. That was so like comprehensive, and they just had control over what's supposed to be a good team and the way that they did they did. And I'm not going to go too deep into that yet. We're going to, you know, hash that one out. But as that game unfolded, uh, a couple big first downs to close out the game by the offense, taking a knee. We look to our right. Pete Fairbanks is is in the game in the eighth inning. And I open my eyes. I'm like, that's, oh, that that's weird. Weird, dude. And that's why I said Thursday. It's like, I want his soul. I want to eat yep. his children or whatever. Whatever the Mike Tyson line. I want to eat your children. I want to eat all your children. I want to eat his children. The way he came off the mound on Thursday night after closing out that one-run game. Yeah, whatever. Great win for them. I wanted so badly for us to have a moment in this series where we could snatch his soul. And we got that in such a big way. And I felt like when he came in – Comes in the eighth inning, needs six outs. They're asking him to get all six. Uh, the announcers say, oh, he hasn't gotten a six-out save all season, which, you know, what? how often do closers do that in today's day and age? And I'm like, hmm, this seems like a formula where something might be happening. And if I remember right, we get the first two outs. Adley hits a bomb, and it's like, oh, a little something cooking here. And just we're just like 
soaking in this Ravens win. We're feeling so good. And then it's, 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 it's like the second half of the Kramer gif where he's at the racetrack and he's just, I was doing that. I was doing that. Yeah. It's like realizing, yeah. Realizing like, Whoa, we got a live one here. We got another one. Like, you know, um, Hayes dumps the single in there. And, and, and (laughs) it was funny because I was like, get Mateo out there. And before, before you would even expect him to be out there, like he almost beat Hayes to first base. He was out there so fast. He was out there so fast. Brian, your time there was insane. Yeah, it really was. It, it was Brian, like a lot. timing was just like, get get Jorge out there. Got to get him out there. And like, as soon as he said that, like, he appeared in the frame. like was getting like, over yeah, Hayes like, up. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Or getting Hayes off it. Yeah. It was so, just like, we we were just feeling so good about the Ravens win. And then all of a sudden, we were just in the throes of just like the heat of a battle. And it went back and forth with the Orioles. And um, I'll let you guys kind of take over the play-by-play on that, but holy shit, just like I'll, I'll pass it to Eric and to I, Taylor. But it was a well, double. Flying Dog makes something called a double dog, the heaviest beer they make. The Ravens and the Orioles both at the same time were in double dog fights, like double dog fights going like on. Th- three thirty, three thirty or so. The Ravens got the football with the opportunity to close it out, and I'm like, boys, we got a little Baltimore witching hour about to happen here, and I was just yeah, all. Yeah. And it just played out so beautifully, and like, oh, what a day! What a, what a Brian, day! You were, you were Baltimore's, you were Scott Hansen. You were Scott Hansen today. Yeah, he actually <laughs> never uh, went to the bathroom either, too, throughout the entire day. It's true. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Lamar Jackson in total command, like throughout the Ravens game, and like it just felt really comfortable, and it felt like a game where I compared it to the New England game from last year, as far as the Ravens went. So obviously we watched that play out, and obviously it was. I feel like it was a little closer than that one was. It was a little more kind of like clenching it up toward the end but they get it done and we were uh i was doing the kramer thing brian i mentioned it with the gus edwards just riding it out you ride out a gus Edwards win and then obviously turn your attention to uh tampa bay and the orioles and um orioles just grinded one out it was great they split the series and uh make the playoffs and win the season series with the rays i feel like trump with ruth gator ruth bader ginsburg like what else can you say amazing woman lived an amazing <laughs> life i mean i i just what i'm at a loss for words right now that was quite a comparison by the way that was, that was, yeah. um, no, again, I mean, I, I obviously had eyes on both games, but was paying a little more attention to the Orioles game. Shout out to Looney's and Maple on too, for having the Orioles game front and center with all the football games. Like that's our spot, by the way, now. all the main, yeah, that we were there. I mean, all the main, all the main games were, you know, the Orioles were you're right. More, you're more of a Libs guy though, right? Well, you went there the one time. Yeah. Right. A bunch of times. Um, anyway, you said you like it though, more than me. I mean, I've actually never eaten there, so really? I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's more your spot. Um, but no, I mean, again, I mean, it, it was you could kind of feel it coming and being like, you know, like you said, the Adley home run was like, okay, maybe something there, you know, creeping up. And then again, I mean, credit the, the at bat, the play of the game is Adam Frazier. I mean, that double with with two strikes. I think he fouled off like two or three pitches before. That's why he was here. People bitched and complained all year about his defense and about you know, he's batting two under two fifty and this and that. Those veteran at bats right there is, is is why they won the game. I mean, that was incredible. And again, having Jorge on first for it, that was a no brainer. You know, he he scores easy. I mean, he could have walked home. It was it was so awesome. But again, Adam Fraser with the fucking play of the game. I feel very happy for him. Um, again, a guy who got dumped on all year, but like I said, just resilient. You know, this team was they looked dead in the water and kind of like all right, well, you know, they got the one last night which they needed. Um, 
you know, like I tweeted, I mean, they fucking, they got their dicks kicked in on Friday. They got their lunch money taken. They got embarrassed at home. They got, they were eating the white dog crap in front of everybody. And, and they easily could have just put their head down on Saturday and been like, well, you know, it didn't go our way last night. They, I mean, Gunner starting it off last night with the Gunner burger. Um, I mean, that, that home run really sparked them. And, and today just showed that's the team that we've seen all year. I mean, like, you know, you know, they're not out of it till, till the very end. And, and, Cano, I mean, Brian, you talked about it. Cano had those two pitches. I mean, great pitches in, in extras. And he get, you get exactly what you want, and you get fucked because of the extra inning rule. But then D.L. Hall, again, credit to him, a guy who a month and a half ago was down in the Florida Gulf Coast League, you know, trying to get his velo up and lifting weights. Like, wh- what does that say about him and and the, the position he was in to strike? You know, he got Randy Rosarena out, who I, I – I thought Randy was going to have a massive series. I thought this was going to be like his world baseball classic kind of come out party. Um, you know, they were able to hold him in check, but th- this, the game just kind of sums up everything that, that we know about this team. Just again, they're, they're, they're going to grind you till the very, till the very end. You're, you know, it's not going to be an easy, an easy battle and, and credit to Kramer. I think who was it Taylor or somebody said in the group chat, I was like, Kramer is just so, so consistently good. I mean, his last two starts were tough, but tonight, today was – you couldn't have asked for anything else. Yeah, he gave up the home run early, but he buckled down. I mean, he, he – you know. My guy. He, yeah, he was great. Shalom, brother. Like, everybody – I mean, it was a full team effort today. It, 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 was awesome. it was just awesome to see. Again, this team is so much fucking fun. I know they're they're partying their ass off in the, in the clubhouse right now. We've seen Elias doing the dong bongs. We've seen Hyde doing the dong bongs. Like, Fuji Kevin is going Brown. nuts there, apparently. Like, it's – awesome awesome scene there so i could not can be we, happy can we talk, i want to hear taylor i want to hear your thoughts but let's talk about this sequence too adley rushman play at the plate gets overturned yeah. adley outstanding tag competitive effort then manuel margot reaches on a fielder's choice able to get out of it o'hearn strikes out mullen strikes out austin hayes hits that single we get Jorge Mateo in, Adam Frazier hits the double. Suddenly, bam, it's 3-3. After that, Adley home run to make it 3-2, get to 3-3. Then, you know, Aaron Hicks had a nice had, had nice contact. I think Brian, Jake, and I kind of were like, went a little crazy. We thought he almost- Everyone in the, the stadium thought that ball was going to hit the wall. Oh, and I it, thought that ball would- It must have missed the barrel by a fingernail. Yeah. Must have missed a barrel by a fingernail. Then obviously we're the stage was over. The game was, and over. it's also crazy because what that was the so the Orioles are the comeback kids, but this entire season that was only their second win, trailing in the ninth inning. So for that to happen today, and for the Orioles to struggle so severely on Friday, like we mentioned, or excuse me, Thursday, Friday, Friday was so bad. Then for them to end this series with a lead in the division in the clubhouse getting wasted with Kevin Brown hitting the fucking dong bong was absolute electric factory vibes are at an all time high. This team, like, and I, I, my, my like stupid little take on after they got shelled on Friday, was like, Oh, like they needed a little hate in their heart or something. And it was like, Oh, like they needed something to go wrong. And for them to immediately correct the track back Mm -hmm. shows that Brandon Hyde has this team's pulse in sync like their resting heart rate is in unison they are locked in like they're all on wi-fi together in terms of being able to manage those situations adam frazier eric you nailed it so freaking sick one of the 
let's say, I mean, really adult lifetime, one of the biggest hits in Orioles history, Adam Frazier right there, especially like a regular season game as opposed to some of the playoff stuff that's happened. Adam Frazier comes through so close. He was so. chasing on that one too. He uh, he really had to work to, to get that thing in there, and uh, it was quite a hit. I mean, incredible. Taylor, tell us about the yard today. Sure. No, I mean, you guys touched on a ton of stuff there. I, I, We talked about this before we started recording. I had the unique experience of watching this with my diehard Rays fan uh, girlfriend, which I think people would say that's a fake person because they're a diehard Rays fan because no one thinks those exist, but they do in fact exist. Is she um, five years old? So what did she go to another school or something? Yeah. <laughs> so we, five uh, years old. Um, so I, that was a, it, it was, you talk about a Rosarena. It was fascinating sitting there watching a Rays fan react to like, how RDT was reacting to SETI, not getting it done until the end. She was continually getting a set of her Rosarena's at-bats because they just weren't very good today. And I think it's like he is a guy that that fan base watches and, and he is so freaking good and so clutch. And then he just didn't come really come with it today. To me, the, you guys have touched on a ton of the stuff. To me, the like superstar at-bat of the game was the Adley solo home run where like the game is essentially over, I think, if he just kind of bows to Fairbanks. I think Fairbanks was rolling. Mm-hmm. Took care of Heston Kirst. Like, welcome to Major League Baseball, Heston. Just yeah. sends him back to the dugout. Gunnar Henderson's at-bat was essentially uncompetitive. And then Adley goes seven pitches with him and hits on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. No doubter over the fence. I think that put some life back in the building. The building was dead after the Betancourt home run. Just deceased. Because you know Fairbanks is coming in the game at some point. You know they have 600 other good relievers. Um, I thought it was fascinating that Kevin Cash played that. It reminded me of college baseball. Banks will kind of see this where like you have a closer that's done one thing all year and then you're like, oh God, we have to win. Put him in for six out. It felt so college to me. Yeah. Um, like where you're in the college world series, you're like, let's go to our guy. We've got to go to our guy. And I don't hate that. Like put your best pitcher in the yeah. game. But um, after Adley hit the home run, I'm like, okay, now you just, now you're going to get up Fairbanks who hasn't Tilt. sat in the dugout and come back Tilt. out. Yeah. He's a little on tilt. He has to go and sit down and come back out, which he hasn't done all year. Um, and they figured out a way to get it done. I mean, that's just Austin Hayes being unsung. Austin Hayes just giving you a chance to win. Um, you talked about DL Hall RDT, and it struck me when he was out there. I don't know if you can see this on TV. Hyde walked out after the first batter, and yeah. DL tried to give him the ball. He tried to like, give it to him. Yeah. He reached the ball out to him, and Hyde like pushed the ball away. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a little bit of a moment. Like if he comes back and gets these two guys, like this is going to be one of the bigger moments of his career. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it propels him into more. Because of all the Orioles' prospects, he is the one that has been a little left behind, right? Like everybody else has had their moments um, or is going to have their moments. Even Heston Kershad's home run the other night, even in a 7 nothing game, is a bigger moment than I think D.L. Hall's done in his career. And for him to then get that, we you know we obviously had him on the pod before and how excited he was, and it just really hasn't gone his way. I felt very happy for him. Like that was a very big moment, and he gives you a chance um, at the end. Uh, the yard was pretty electric. I, I you know – I don't want to bring this down. I don't know how there's not more than 37,000 people there. Maybe it's just like the Ravens and people want to watch the Ravens and did what you guys did, which I think is totally fair. Like you split the screens, but it was electric at the end. It, I mean, as it should be. Um, I personally, and- I want to, for the record, don't put this in the newspaper, but the Orioles have lost the last four games I've gone to. I'm not, <laughs> I might not go to another you're one. Done. No, you're done. You're done, buddy. Okay, fine. All right, fine. What's true, man? What was Am true? I allowed to go to a playoff game? <laughs> Eric, no, I'll be no, 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 you're done. I'll go to Pickles and stand outside. Eric, stand Eric outside. can he wear a jersey too? And when, if he um, sure, yeah, he can wear whatever he wants. Last name, no name, doesn't matter. But Not it was it was it was awesome to be in there. I, what I kind of loved is I thought when they did the whole like photo as a team, 
clinching the playoffs. I thought they were going to do a little more with the crowd, and they were a little like business like, like let's head back to the clubhouse. I know they're partying now, but it was like we'll save that for the division. Everybody, like here's mm. the wave. Like we're we're walking off the field. Um, I think that kind of I think that kind of speaks to like ever we talk about the crowds, the attendance so much, and I don't think they expect it, and I don't think they I don't think they give a shit. Like they love the playoff and like they love when the fans are there, whatever. But it's like 30,000 of our best friends going to be in the uh, they I feel like they just don't care. They're like, this is the Orioles are so tight in the clubhouse. I don't think they care. Brian, Brian, I know you're you're well. I was just going to jump in one one more time. I'll send the banks. Yeah. One of the things that you said, uh, Spenny, is something I've tried to make a point of for a long time. Their culture is so good. They really just do not lose it no matter what happens like I, I everyone started to panic a little bit with the losing streak that happened this week and I just remember on Friday after I'm like leaving the Maryland game I didn't really watch the baseball game and I was like reading back through some of your guys texts and like what was going on Twitter and I was like they're definitely just going to come back and win the next two games like just what they do every single time like they just me and RDT talked about it this week Eric we talked about it when we did the pod this week like they just don't have big pockets where they lose six in a row or they lose five series in a row. They just, it just hasn't happened, and that's what defines a team that ends up winning. They're going to win around 100 games. Um, so I think that's a really good point to make, Spenny. Like they, Brandon Hyde or their leadership or whatever it's going on in there, um, they just respond to adversity every single time, and that's great to have when you're about to go play playoff baseball. It was, a, it was an awesome day to be um, at the stadium, and I was well, obviously talking about the Ravens. I was able to follow that a little bit, but um, – yeah, what an awesome day. What an awesome day. Yeah, um, so you, you brought up the the whole picture-taking scene, which was my moment where I did the whole um, where we started, how it's going, or whatever that meme is, because I said it to, to J- Jake and Spenny uh, as we're sitting there watching it. But can you imagine, like, how high the Rays were riding, you know, 48 hours ago after mm-hmm. they kicked our dicks in in front of the a national audience on Apple TV. I went to that game. Like the energy in the building was just so nothing after they just absolutely throttled us. So it was seven to one, eight to one, whatever it was. Um, I can't imagine how just like how redemptive that feeling was after bringing those big crowds in Thursday and Friday and having maybe a feeling like you let them down, especially the Friday crowd Mm -hmm. and for them to answer the way they did Saturday and Sunday and essentially bring it back home because at the start of the series, yeah, you come in with a two game, two game lead that that lead was kind of like dwindling a little bit um, as the week had progressed and you had hoped for a bigger lead coming into the series. But um, there, there was some sentiment, I, I, I guess, amongst me and some people I had chatted with that, yeah, we would take a series split and we'd be on our way and uh, we'll, we'll take the schedule the rest of the way. And uh, you know, two game, two game lead the rest of the way. We'll take the series, the season series win. And when we lost the first two, it felt to some degree, like, wait, the sky might just be falling. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for us to be here caught up in the moment and rightfully so and just talk about the rally and all the good things that happened Sunday. But I feel like Saturday needs to be discussed just as much. And Grayson Rodriguez, we've yeah. touched on a tiny bit, but the start he put out there was a big-time shove fest. Like, big-time balls, eight innings. What was it, five hits, no runs? Like, that is – I for him to show up in that moment, he's had a dozen and a half starts here in the majors now. It's for him to step up and and put his best one out there at that point in time against a great baseball team is just like, oh, it's so gratifying. And you could see the energy and see the way he fed off that environment and people talking about like 
I, there was one tweet that it triggered the shit out of me, I think, on Friday morning um, after we lost the first game about how the Orioles are a joke of a team because of the rotation or something because, oh, here's their ERAs and stuff. And we're just going to talk about, oh, yeah, Grayson's ERA is like around five. I don't give a fuck. The guy's been ERA one of the is dead. ERA is fucking He's been dead. one if of the best pitchers in baseball since he came back up. He's a dog, and we've always known he's a dog because we followed mm-hmm. him closely. We could see it in the minors. Let's, 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 getting... let's give a little dog. Let's go. Taylor, <laughs> give us one. You didn't give us one last night. You ignored the boys. You ignored the boys. All we wanted to do was bark. Taylor wouldn't bark. We showed up with gas tanks at Bowie for some random ass start. In the scheme of things, it means – Virtually nothing. It's just another start on his road to the major leagues. We and love this the guy was getting fired up about pitches he wasn't getting off the corner uh, from from minor league umpires and double A balls that fall in. He was getting so upset, like in ways not pouting. He was like, "I deserve better because I'm a better pitcher than this." Because he he's a dog. Went off the mound. <laughs> Double A baseball. He's he's screaming into his glove. He's a he's just a gamer, and I fucking love that about Grayson Rodriguez. And when was the last time in Baltimore we had a pitcher that was that had that attitude, that fuck you attitude? Nobody. Not, not in my life. Not in my lifetime. Not oh, in, in my, my lifetime. In my adult lifetime. Ubaldo Jimenez. <laughs> yeah, fat, valid. We've yeah. had a lot of a lot of just. Sleepy Eric, characters. Eric's, Eric's apoplectic. After Eric Bedard was a good pitcher that you know, like he was. Kind Chris of, Tillman was a really was, nice was pitcher and a really it? nice guy, but they were not going to be screaming into their glove, punching a guy out with a ninety-nine mile an hour backdoor two seam heater on the corner. Grayson to me, Grayson to me took so much pressure off of Co- Grayson and Dean shoved, like pushed. Mm-hmm. And took so much pressure off of Kyle Bradish. Kyle Bradish had a competitive start. It wasn't, you know, the result wasn't his best night, especially considering how outstanding he's been this year. But for Grayson to step up, and you talk about Brian, you talk about going to Bowie and the gas and the the gas freaking cans and all that stuff. For Grayson to not like be what he has become over the last month would have been, would have been pretty tough as a fan base to swallow. And even if it was, Hey, he needed till next year or Hey, whatever the Orioles fans are used to pitchers, not quite panning out for Grayson to do what he did was team of destiny kind of shit. That was straight up D a W G outstanding high quality. And for Dean to step up as well today, I think takes so much pressure off of a young Kyle Bradish as well that wasn't really, you know, wasn't Grayson. Grayson has been, has had the spotlight on him since he was 18 years old, since he was 16 years old. So for Bradish, who has been incredible this season for the Orioles, what are they, 18 and 8 in his starts, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, maybe 19 and 8, ultimately takes so much pressure off. So outstanding stuff. Dean, goes out there and gets it done time after time after time after time for Dean Kramer to come up through the mud from what his last couple years have been like and pitch the way he's pitched this year. It's fucking crazy, man. The Orioles are alive. They are alive. And for them to get this culmination in the locker room after today, after Adam freaking Frazier, big dick Adam freaking Frazier. Do you have a source on that? 
Oh, we've got sources. Yeah, we've we saw the sources. pictures. It, we saw the pictures of his cup. Can, can I add a little something <laughs> in that? It, it may make you feel said like that so even, matter of fact even, even yeah. better. Yeah. As I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the MLB standings here. Um, the Rays were on the precipice of tying the division as well as clinching their playoff spot. We both clinched our playoff spots today. The Rays mm-hmm. did, but we just yeah. stole the energy and the moment from them entirely. So there it was not, yeah, that two game swing, but we also got all the fun in the locker room that they could have had. At if home, they were celebrating dude. in our locker room, having tied up the division and they got their playoff spot and we were in the other clubhouse. Yeah, we got a playoff spot. Oh, yeah. But like, just probably, like, I don't even know how we would have treated that, but we just completely vanquished. That celebration for them completely. We've got a we got a lot of people in the comments. Eric Taylor, I want to hear from you guys. Ryan O'Hearn lays down a bunt today. That is a thing incredible. of beauty. incredible. Well, it was he after is- it was it, and it was after Westberg's disaster, <laughs> which was the low point of the day. Um, to be honest with you, that but was terrible. O'Hearn, I mean O'Hearn laying down that bunt is again. I mean we've seen it time and time again. Guys have trouble laying down bunts for O'Hearn to come up and again how we. Someday I will sit down my grandkids and tell them about 2023 Ryan O'Hearn and like the season that he has had and the fact that fucking Jason Lock and Four and all these guys were fucking shitting their pants talking about we need Franchi Cordero on the team and blah, 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 like fucking Franchi Cordero. You, I, I can't. But the fact that Ryan O'Hearn all year has just come through time and time again, big hit. I mean, massive plays at first. The get, his plays last night at first were incredible. It's like this guy could win a Gold Glove. I mean, oh, I mean, Elias got him for nothing. He was a throwaway pickup at the beginning of the year from a team, an awful. We Royals. cut him. He was terrible. He was terrible on the Royals. He got DFA. Yeah, from the he was, he was too, so so bad, so bad. Awful. And for again, I I tweeted it maybe in May, and I, I reiterated it last night. He's Steve Pierce of 2014, not the team leader in war because everybody jumps on that. We know Steve Pierce led the 2014 Orioles in war. I get it. Ryan O'Hearn has been just as good as any player on this team this year. He has had stretches where he has carried this team offensively, defensively. And the bunt today was a perfect just culmination of his season. Hey, you know what? I've hit for what 15, 16, 17 home runs all in big situations. Go back to Toronto. You know, he got it started on what Thursday night. But you need a bunt? I got you. One out, I got you. Watch this. And he lays down a perfect bunt. I mean, that that is a guy, and I say it in the nicest way possible. He seems like a fucking psycho. He seems like an absolute <laughs> him and gunner are on the same frequency. Yeah, where like you see him in the box and he looks pissed off, and it's like it's like the and ball he also packs absolute heaters. Oh yeah, horseshoe ready. He's he's ready. To Chris go. Davis energy there. there. But again, I mean, it's it's Banks any guy time Chris you need Davis. him. Don't let him get hot. But it's it's any time you need him <laughs> in the house situation. He comes through in a massive way, and and so again, I know we're giving Grayson his flowers and DL his flowers. Ryan O'Hearn deserves just as many flowers as all those guys. I mean, anybody, they, they, anybody on the entire team. And I'm, I can't remember again. I can't remember exactly. I've had a few of the fat sodas. We've had a Sunday. I think O'Hearn has hit 12 home runs, if I'm not mistaken. And I think oh, like boy. eight of them, eight of them have been go ahead or game tying home runs after the fifth inning. So, mm-hmm. and we have Alex Haney in the comments here, which is such a great comment. Jake Peavy psycho vibes from O'Hearn. He does wow. have that kind of, yeah. Yeah, Jake Peavy looked to him. 
Here, Ryan O'Hearn. I'm, I'm looking up his numbers right now. Nobody, nobody goes sleepy like energy towards winning a World Series. Like you have to have some psychos in there. You do have to have some even keeled guys, but you have to have some absolute nut jobs. It's, it's you need a head. It's baseball. I've got, I've got him in front of me, Eric. If you want me to, if you want me to roll Thought he had more uh, home runs. He's he's hitting 295 with 13 homers, 55 RBIs. OPS is 822. I mean, it's good. Again, he's batting, he's batting fourth. He's batting fourth one of the three best. His his WRC plus has been around 125 to 135 for like three months. He has been a top 15 hitter in the AL ever since he took a really heavy, quote unquote, platoon, but more so mm-hmm. really pretty much playing all the time you know, lefties, whatever, pinch hits later in the game. So he has been a stud, deserves his flowers. We love you, Ryan O'Hearn. You're the fucking boss. 100%. And I will say this too. Again, I'm trying to, I I, I left the bar and I was trying, I'm trying to consume all the, the footage and all that stuff. I will say, I love Looney's Maple on The second the game is over and you switch away from that for the, the like Giants Cardinals game. So I, I didn't see any of the real like celebration. I had to come home and catch it on there. John Angelos just <laughs> hanging out in the locker room. That a little bit, a little you bit sure weird. About that? You sure about that? You sure about that? That's why. A little bit I weird. Mean, it's kind know. of a read the room moment, dude. Like I don't, I, I don't want to talk about, about it. it. I don't. I don't know. I, say, I don't know. I don't last know if thing I'm I'll say it. on that: Kevin Brown getting down and chugging the dong bong right in his face is like a big fuck you, dude. Like, like that. Yeah. Like, Shout out to KB. KB doing it, Ben McDonald getting after it. And Elias. I'm happy for Elias. I'm happy for Elias was attacking Elias was like, I partied at Yale, brother. Give me that fucking bomb. Eric, I think you and I have a little bit of an insight on that, too, with Elias before. So, I mean, it it totally makes sense. But, yeah, it was good to see. I was the first beer he served at the caravan event, which I was the second. And that night ended up a lot like the, the clubhouse. So, not for We've all. Been there. been there, brother. But by uh, the way, you mentioned Ben McDonald already. If you watch the clip of the Jorge Mateo scoring to to tie it, McDonald sounds like he's like waving him in the group, which is so good. Like that's exactly yeah. what you need. He's been at a ten out of ten, yeah. a plus. And with I say this as the most sincere, genuine compliment. Mike McDonald has put in work. Ben McDonald. Ben. Ben Jesus McDonald. Christ. Too many McDonald. Ben McDonald has there. put in work. There. Ben McDonald has put in work to become the on-air presence that he is today. It was he was a little, you know, he was a little uncomfortable at times. I I I think he would say the same, and has turned into a an A plus mensch diamond gem. The uh, the Gunner Homer the other night. Show him who you are, kid. That was. I and I will say I, I tweet it out all the time and he wrote, he always responds back. We'll get him on the podcast soon. I that's one I want to do in person. Fuck a fuck a zoom. I want yeah, that in person. I agree. I need do the big day person. for Baltimore McDonald's, as Kyle Carter <laughs> right. said. Maybe yeah, the one up the street is gonna get a McNugget tonight. If you're listening, like, subscribe, give us five stars, throw the boys some love. Baltimore, another one. We'll give another cheers for some of our uh for some of our our, our boys that come in late. Ravens win, Orioles clinch playoffs. Ain't the beer cold? Love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. We got we got Davon Johnson here, who's always with with Jake and I coming on guy. over to Exit Fifty Two. That's our absolute boy, Spicy Boys. The boys are getting spicy today. So, Lots any anything else? Anything else? What, what else? Do we Eric, come on, I, give me give me give me your freaking thoughts on today. I want to I want to the, the, the Ben McDonald thought. I I tweet him about it all the time, but him just openly like talking and yelling in KB's like call. People hate it. I think it's incredible. 
I think it is so good because it's so genuine and unique. Like, it's just, that's who he is. Like, he did it on the Trey home run with 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 um Josh Lowe when it smoked that fucking loser in the face last year you piece of shit I hate that dude I hate the race so much more than I did you know 40 48 hours ago but you sound like Alex Jones right now listen you piece of shit yeah like that's me but him like going off in the middle of KB's calls it's so genuine and that's just who he is and he his answer all the time is I'm a baseball fan what do you want me to say and he's just like you said he's willing you know him to go home and that's just who he is I think he is so good and he's so good for this team and and the broadcasters around it again we've talked way more about broadcasters than we ever need to talk about this year I I promise you that but, but, but I, again, I, I love how that dynamic fits in so well with this team and go figure, you know, they're out the first two games and they come back the last two and look what happens. I mean, it, it, you know, I don't, I don't know about coincidences, but I mean, I'm trying to think what else, just a- everything about that, the game and the series, like you said, Brian, I think you summed it up perfectly 20, you know, 48 hours ago, the Rays were like, we got a chokehold on this We're we're going to, this is ours for the taking. And my my point of view and a lot of other Orioles fans were like, well, we'll get one. If we get one, I think we'll be okay with that. Then we'll hold the tiebreaker. And then again, th- just th- this last th- the last four innings, I think somebody tweeted it to me. I got to find it. It's a great stat. They said the Orioles scored with two outs in the last four innings. Like they scored wow. Adley hit the home run in the eighth, Frazier in the ninth. Um, who what Hayes was it Hayes in the tenth? Who was it in the tenth? Hayes uh, Adley. Adley. Adley yeah, again Adley. with a jam right shot here. single. This is at Big Jim underscore eleven. Fun fact: Orioles. The eleventh was a was a sack fly. Yeah. So oh yeah. Yeah. Like not, yeah. Two outs. Here's what he said: Orioles, two outs. Two outs in the last four consecutive innings. Eighth Adley home run. Ninth Frazier. Tenth Adley hit, gets in Hicks. Oh, eleventh O'Hearn and Setty teamwork to get in Rutschman. Lucky or not, that's crazy clutch. It's absolutely clutch. I mean, again, like, like we talked about when Fairbanks came in, this team could have said, you know what, this guy's really fucking good. He's been awesome this whole year. He did it to us on Thursday night or Friday night or whatever. You know, tip our cap and, and let's go to Houston. No, I mean, that that's not how they wanted to go out. Now, again, you, you fast forward, Seti. Seti, and again, I, I shit on Seti. I've, sh- I've shit on Adley. They both came up in massive spots today, like like massive, massive spots. Seti with a great at-bat, um, with, you know, to get to sack fly and Adley with the home run and then to, to – Will that ball right off the fist just to jam it in there? Um, th- this team, I-, I don't know what else to say about this team. They're absolutely incredible. Um, it- it's 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 going to be a very fun October. Again, I don't think anyone is pleased with just playoffs. Like this is fun, and I tweeted it last night. I knew people were going to be like, "Oh, they're fucking popping champagne for the playoffs." They lost 110 games two years. Have you seen where we come from? I mean, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. Those people, same people, by the way, were probably – All those fans. same people three years ago were probably tweeting, at, you know, on game one, oh, 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 and 162, the Orioles fucking stink. They're tanking, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And now you're going to do that? Like, no, you're not going to. You don't deserve to be a fan if you do that. Let Let's yeah. guys celebrate as much as you want. It's yep. also they weren't – not only did they lose 110 games two years ago, they weren't expected to do anything this year. Like I know, no, I know. Like I did predict them for the playoffs on our. our no, no, no. I'm, yeah, I mean us, but I'm saying nationally, no one had them on the radar at all. They proved a lot of people wrong. 70, 76 and a half was fucking disrespectful. Was, Brandon was, Hyde actually talked about that Always today. Was. Always yeah. was. My last two thoughts about this game. The we can go to the Ravens unless someone else has something to say. I feel like we've kind of covered it. We've given a lot of people their flowers. I know we've talked about them. I mean, that's su- a superstar performance from Adley. 
superstar. Yeah, like that is why that is why he's a superstar over the, the tag and the bomb. Yeah. The, the, and the and, the, and the, like, the single that you know it's, it kind of gets lost yeah. among those other things that extends the game. He That's just exactly what you want from that guy. He was taking some heat recently too, and it's good to see him like kind of you know shove that in people's face a little bit. And he Listen, needed to turn around. He was slumping, including including from the guy sitting on the pod down in the left, my left. I, correct. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pay, pay too. I'll, I'll pay too. Yeah. yeah. And no, the guy, the guy, the guy has a ton of miles on him this year. We played, mm-hmm. we played him into the dirt. Uh, yep. April and May before we called more guys up and Gunner found his stride and all these other McCann, guys. McCann was hurt for a little bit. More and more. Right, right. And and that's a risky run at times. And and I feel like as he had kind of the August slump and those types of things. And I think he has every excuse to kind of kind of not rip the way that he did like early in the year. And I mean, you guys interviewed I don't know. Him like he was on Dayquil. <laughs> he, he looked like he had just woken up. It was around noon. Uh, he had just had some coffee, but like such is life as a ball player. But point being, like you would know, former player. Listen, of as course, a former, of course. They 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 can't take the greenies like they they did back in my day. But um, yeah, um, yeah, Adley, dude, big time stuff. And it's great to see him bounce back. And uh, I, I feel like he's kind of finding his stride again here. I want to end on one last note. The guys, I, I could not feel happier for it's it's basically for it's 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 everybody, but it's John Means, it's Cedric Mullins, it's Anthony um Santander, and it's Austin Hayes. The guys yep. who were on the yeah. absolute dog shit teams playing in front of eight thousand people on a Friday night or on a cold night where you get thirty five hundred in the ballpark, where you touch, turn touch around up. The and, COVID you know, team, I mean, touch like, touch a Mount Castle too. Yeah. 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 yeah Mount Castle. A little bit of Mount Castle too. But yeah. the I forget who tweeted out one of the reporters saying that Mullen, Santander, and Hayes were in a circle with their arms around each other chanting, We did it. I mean, how, how can you not get emotional over that? For those uh, I, three guys to, to, and again, not that they're just on the team. Those three guys have been massive. I mean, Seti with the 30-30. With the, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who got the fan base going with the birdbath? That was Seti. Tony, who's been bad lately, but he carried this team for weeks at a time. Austin Hayes, first-time All-Star. John Means, again, what it, what it meant to come back. And, and I, I, you know, I saw him on Tuesday and, and, and what he did and, and was able to talk to some of his family just about like what it meant for him to come back now. Again, not that they're 40 games under 500 and there's 3,600 people in the crowd there for a hat, you know, on a giveaway. I, I could not be happier for these guys and that they get to celebrate this and see it because they've heard it countless times from down the hallway. And like you said, another team celebrating in that locker room or on the field. And, and again, the fact that these guys are able to celebrate this, I've already made sure John Means is not hung over for tomorrow. He, I, I heard he did not drink that much. Because he's starting tomorrow, <laughs> which again, I, I only seven I, o'clock. <laughs> I would love for him to to um, be able to get after it and and really celebrate this. Um, again, I'm th- those four guys in particular, and if you want to throw in Mountcastle, one hundred percent. Just what a cool moment for them, and especially, and we haven't talked about it much. Brandon fucking Hyde. That guy was hired to be Bo. Cheers, Porter. cheers to Brandon Hyde. Cheers to Brandon, Brandon Hyde. One hundred percent. If you have anything to say about Brandon Hyde, um lineups or his you know how he bats guys or where he bats guys fuck off like absolutely fuck all the way off it's it's he's done this for basically going on a year and a half almost two years i mean we're at a, what like a 220 game you know sample size it's not a small one anymore 
this was a guy who was brought in and who had said to, um, you know, again, he was Bo Porter. He was going to come in. He was going to manage and rack up a bunch of losses and then get fired and say, we will see Dude, you when we see you. When but, Joe Madden became available, I was like, yep, that's that's it. Like, he's just yeah, like everybody wanted. do the same My thing that he did in Chicago. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> but again, I mean, I could not be happier for that guy. He tried to fight Chris Davis in the dugout. He tried to fight Robbie Ray from the dugout. Like, how <laughs> you cannot. Robbie, all right, just pitch the fucking ball. How you cannot be pumped up over that guy. And it, like you said, I think, I think either Spenny or Jake talked about it. He has the pulse of a team. They like this guy. They love this guy. They want to go out there and play. He gets every ounce out of out of these guys, just like Buck did. Um, but he he has it, man. If and he'll be he'll be manager of the year, and Elias should be GM of the year. Um, there's a lot, yes. And Dylan Tate, that's a good one too. I wish he was here. I wish Vespi and a lot of these other guys were up there um, to celebrate. But she, I mean, nothing but cheers and kudos to Brandon Hyde and Michael Elias. And Michael Elias gave a nice shout out too. I'll read the quote. Um, I thought this was pretty cool, and then I'll end on this. You guys can shut me up. Um, where is it? Where is it? Oh, he just According had. According to some, um, your head's about to pop. <laughs> I'm, pop. I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy. I'm excited. Hey, if there's a day to pop that damn head, that is making me laugh. That is an incredible comment. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but but Michael Elias shouted out Dan Duquette and you know a lot of the former guys for having you know bringing these players in and, and Grayson and guys like that and and DL and drafting those guys and bringing them here. These are huge parts of the team. So I hope everybody in the on the team celebrates down to the bullpen catcher. Um, it's been fun to watch them all. And, and again, I mean, Kobe, whatever you want to say, job's not done. You know, we know that there's a division to win, but this is a great first step. And, and Hyde said that in that video, it's the first step. And, and this, I don't think anybody's happy with this. It's okay to celebrate it. It's okay. It's okay to be happy about things. That's the thing Twitter doesn't like when you're happy about things. Like it's okay to be, be able to be happy about shit. Would you say that, uh, we won't stop? Some oh some God. would say that. Some would say that. Some would say now we go. Now we now go. We well, go. I think now I'm is the time. I'm, I'm a we won't stop guy, but yeah. you buckle up and you go. So the Baltimore Orioles take the season series over the Tampa Bay Rays five to four. Orioles go five runs on nine hits. Rays four runs on five hits to you beat their divisional opponent. Are the shirts going back on? Put the shirts back on, Aaron. Put the shirts <laughs> back on. How long in order? How long were you wearing them before we got on? Fifteen minutes, and that's why I was like, "Come on, I'm gonna like." Let I, I got, so pulling go. pulling the curtain back. Obviously, Jake and I are together. We're at my place. We were at Brian's earlier, and we we set up a room for our recording, a digital room. We didn't like the name of it to publish to YouTube. So Eric is, was off camera before this, and we were like, "Sorry, guys, we're gonna make a new room and rejoin." And Eric was just like, hurry up. Just I, was, hurry I up. didn't want to be a dickhead, but I was like, we got to fucking go. I'm drenched. Like, it's so hot in these eight, nine I'm shirts. I'm so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Eric known to just <laughs> absolutely shit on me. It's, yeah, it's Carl Havoc. There's too much. All right, let's, let's get to the Ravens. So let's, let's, yeah, the let's Ravens switch it up. So the Baltimore uh, Orioles win five to four over yep. a divisional opponent in a big game. The Baltimore Ravens win 27-24 over the Cincinnati Bengals. They go to Cincy who has been a thorn in their side. The Cincinnati Bengals have been the darling, sweetheart, Joe Burrow. Oh. I'm, I almost just said terrible, horrible words. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save. I, I do my best to be okay on this podcast. The Bengals have gotten a, a lot of love 
nationally. Well, Joe Burrow's fits are pretty fire. Yeah, Joe Burrow's fits. He cuts his hair, all of those things. Yeah. So the Baltimore Ravens down four starters, losing four week one starters, go to Cincy, get business done. Lamar Jackson, absolutely spectacular. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome performance. Wanted to, to go over the Ravens go convert, I believe, 9 of 14 on third down. They somehow outlast the modern Big Ben in Joe Burrow, who just started massaging his calf as soon as he started to play poorly. The Ravens run for 178 yards. They complete 24 of 33 passes. They score three times in the red zone out of four attempts. The one time they didn't was because of an absolute ref fest as I'm sure Brian will get into. The Ravens had three scoring drives today, a 75-yard touchdown drive, a 75-yard touchdown drive, and a 62-yard touchdown drive. This offense, down Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum, was surgical. They got it done. They gave Lamar Jackson clean pockets, and he looked like someone that should have been paid maybe even more than a quarter of a billion dollars today in a game where... All national analysts were siding towards the Bengals for the most part. Brian, when you look back on this game today and what you saw, what is the one thing you think moving forward from an early NFL season? Jake and I have called this maybe a little bit of, you know, week one, part two, after a very sloppy NFL slate, 17 game schedule, we're used to 16. What do you think about this game? What stands out to you as we transition from the Orioles beating the piss out of the Rays into the Ravens beating the piss out of the Bengals. That was really comprehensive, Spencer. I got to tip my cap to you, but uh, I, I feel like one word in particular comes to mind and that word is control. I feel like they controlled that football game so well from, from minute zero to minute, uh, minute 60, the drive to start the game was such a fuck you statement drive after they were totally, I wouldn't say totally lost. I, I got a little over my skis on that. Uh, but they they were just kind of not in lockstep whatsoever last week. Uh, things were out of sync. The timing wasn't great. The pass protection was kind of iffy. Um, you know, there were a lot. There was a few bright spots, but they were totally in sync between the run game, and the pass game. They uh, they dinked and dunked their way down the field. To be honest, that first drive, but it was so methodical. And and you said the word surgical. I think that's the perfect word to describe it. They were just on their way from the jump, and uh, then punching it in the red zone was a little bit different from maybe last week as well. Um, and we were just off and running, and the defense, they they set the tone as well on the, the first few drives. Defensively, they were swarming the football. Joe Burrow was just not taking shots downfield, just dump downs, uh, wide receiver screens, just nothing that really – really pushed the ball downfield. And, I mean, Geno Stone played a fuck of a game. I'll tell you that much. But so did the rest of the secondary. A lot of those physical guys that you have, uh, the safety position, the nickel corner, just all those, those like, extra characters outside of those starting corners were just so involved, so there at the football. Patrick Queen, another fantastic game of him just getting after guys to the boundary. Like, just a really comprehensive effort in the in like the early going that I feel like set the tone for the team going forward, and uh, like there were some weird happenings that kept the Bengals a little more in the football game than I feel like they should have. Like the punt return with the flag picked up on the block in the back, very baffling. I don't know what that was about. Um, we had moved the ball pretty well on our second drive. Um, on the precipice of at least kicking a field goal. And then there was a questionable penalty and Justin Tucker had to try a 59 yarder. You know, you can't make them all, but 
he definitely had the leg for it. Um, just a few things that kept the Bengals in this game longer than we might have expected. Um, and we were, I guess, like sitting there at the house, we were a little bit happy to go into halftime with a three-point lead, even though it felt like we outplayed them to a level in which the score should have been bigger. So I think we were on our toes a little bit, like not feeling too, you know, because games flip on a dime all the time. And the Bengals – It was a divisional game. It was. It was and like that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, where I, that's where I came out and said, like, Ravens are going to lose this thing, right? I mean, it's, you know, divisional game on the road, week two. Bengals are going to figure it out, whatever. It'll be a close game. I expected it to be very close, but I expected the Bengals to uh, – take that home field advantage and kind of run with it and win by three or whatever it might be. Uh, as you give me a nice pour there. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I cracked but, that the same time you did spend. That was unbelievable. Look yeah. No, it, um, it's interesting. Like that first drive was such a tone setter. I think you, you make a good point there. And like, it kind of, it spoke to like, what did we talk about in the preview with Lamar Jackson? Like just take what they give you, take what the defense gives you. Don't try to overcomplicate it. He looked so in command today. Like I was so impressed. It reminded me of, uh, and I told you guys this, it reminded me of the, New England game last year where he goes in there and he scores five touchdowns, I think four passing, one running. And uh, obviously he didn't have quite that output today. And I think I tweeted going into halftime, like the box score didn't look crazy, but so impressed by him. Like he's just kind of sitting back in the pocket, you know, negotiating it a little bit, you know, dodging guys here and there. And he had the one fumble that got obviously called back by the illegal hands to the face. I think that really changed the tenor of the game. If they had lost that fumble, probably would have been a different game ensuing was the punt return touchdown it was yeah you're right about that so but maybe i agree i agree absolutely that that was a come to jesus moment i think for lamar jackson i think from they obviously had the first drive touchdown but from that moment forward he played under control. Yeah, and then Zach Curlander saying here, Rocky Sin. Like, I mean, amazing play in the end zone. These cornerbacks, like, I think Ronald Darby had a nice player too. Like, these these guys are playing. And, like, I'm just, like, we talk about the Orioles, and we talk about getting emotional about the Orioles. Totally, I get it. And I'm kind of, like, in the same vein with the Ravens right now. So fucking proud of these guys. Like, Sam Mustafer, great game. Some of these guys, Patrick McCary, great game at left tackle. Like, these guys are stepping up in place. Justice of, Hill. Justice Hill. These guys are stepping up yeah. in place of all pro-type players and just playing their ass off on the road in a, a very important divisional game. And you start off 2-0. and oh, And like I, I told you, I, I had them starting 2-3, and three, going 11-6. and six. Like I thought it was going to be a, a bumpy road starting out here. You're going on the road. You're going up against tough divisional opponents. It's going to be difficult. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe they got that dog in them. Maybe they're ready to, uh, to really take it to, uh, take it to the rest of the AFC, which is very loaded, I think. It's going to be difficult. We'll see what happens. But Bengals, man, it's uh, – it- it's it's going to be an interesting interesting run for them here. They start out zero and two this year. They started out zero and two last year. They figured it out. I think they're seven and eight, or excuse me, one and seven over their last four years. Over the first two games of the season, something like that. Maybe it was two and six. It was something along those lines. We talked about this in the last episode. Yeah, they figured it out last year. I mean, they go what you know ten and zero for a stretch there. They uh, they win ten straight games. I don't know if that's going to happen again this year. It's going to be tough. So this division, I mean. We'll see what happens with the Brownies, obviously. We'll see what happens with the Steelers. Are they playing tonight or is that tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see there, but Dolphins Patriots tonight. Dolphins Patriots tonight. That's gonna be as we said. It's gonna be a fun, fun game. Yeah. Great uniform so, matchup, too. If you haven't seen. I wanna I wanna hear from Taylor. I wanna say first, let's talk about the exit fifty-two podcast, guys. We're super excited. We're doing our live feedback now. We have so many people in this live, super excited to to do what we are doing in football season. Go like, go subscribe. Share this podcast with a friend, support the boys. 
We have a lot of fucking good, fun intentions that we're going to be announcing over the next couple of months here. Orioles baseball, Ravens football, Orioles playoff baseball. I should be saying go like, go subscribe, all of those awesome things. One might say we're building something. We are building something in Baltimore. <laughs> so with that in mind, want to hear Taylor, Eric, overall, anything that you guys picked up on, anything that spoke to you. I will say one thing before I pass it. Today was seeing Lamar Jackson be a $250 million mind. And that's why you pay the man. Taylor, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I'm not going to be long-winded on the Ravens because I didn't watch – I was watching the game very much in spots on my phone, so I can't speak to, like, how it went. I want to say three things. You just touched on Lamar. I think that, like, based on what I watched and what I was observing off of the analysis that was going through, he seemed very in control today for the most part. Um, And I think that is a – him being in like, you know, control of his, you know, the way he can play is is a pretty dangerous thing, I think, for the rest of the league if he continues to do that. I want to make a comment on one player. Nelson Aguilar is the professional receiver that they have been missing. Um, it is a little like he's better what than is, Willie what Sneed. What a sentence, by the way. What a sentence. I know. He, yes. he's, better than, he's better than Willie Sneed, but he feels like Willie yeah. Sneed to me in the sense that it's like, He's first round. Kind of, he first round talent. Willie Sneed. Li- little yeah. less, little less physical, but yeah, he's he's that he guy. Just he just kind of knows what to, to do, and yeah. like, there's just no doubt when Lamar threw the dime to him for the touchdown. That was a great throw. First of all, yes, Nelson Aguilar just making that play and put himself in the position to make that play and made a play a couple plays ago on I think a third down um, or a second down, like give them a first down. I just like everyone talks about Odell. And now he's hurt, and we'll see. I, I didn't see the injury, so you guys can comment on whether he you think he's going to be out long-term, whatever. Sounds like it's okay. They have the younger guys in Bateman, and, and Zay Flowers obviously made the great play. I think, you know, he can – what we said last week applies this week in terms of what I think what we think we're going to see from Zay Flowers. But I just like – that Aguilar game is just sort of like why you bring him in, where, okay, like we just need this guy to go six for 65 and make a touchdown catch and make a couple, you know, I'm just a safe target for Lamar. And I think we got this right last week. Like just having Mark Andrews on the field changes their offense completely. Um, I think that opens it up for everybody. Um, you know, I'm sure Spenny could easily take us into the more technical aspects of that. But just on a, like an anecdotal level, like it's just better when he's playing. So that allows Lamar Jackson to be way more comfortable. Um, the other thing I would say is, and this is also very sort of like meta, 30,000 foot overview. This game just wasn't weird. They just played a straight up game and they just haven't played a lot of straight up games. Like they just like mm-hmm. every time we would do the instant analysis. And obviously these are the first ones with Jake and Spen, like me and banks and RT would come on and be like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> what did we just watch for three hours, three and a half hours? Like, why did they have to do this? And why did this happen? Why did this it happen? Was like your was favorite TV show had writers on strike and yeah. the characters weren't doing what it they were It was season two of Friday Night Lights where they were trying to get ratings and they had Tyra and Landry kill the guy. It's like, <laughs> that. that's just not what you, that's just not what it is. Like, let's just play it out. It's supposed to be you know played. What I said, I said uh, that was uh, the first. Spoiler alert. That was the yes. first. That was the first <laughs> oh, ever. Man. That was the first ever just raw, just uncut shootout between Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. There has never been a normal game played between those two. Joe Burrow yeah. in his rookie year 2020 came to Baltimore. He got smoked. Patrick Queen had the recovered fumble touchdown, all that stuff, whatever. 2021. Jake's Jake's turning me on right now. He can't. 
he came into Baltimore and he absolutely smoked the Ravens, you know, Marlon Humphrey, whatever they want to buy a million. That was amazing for them. And then, you know, was there a game between them since? Yeah, there was the the one last year with Lamar Jackson winning the on the uh, 1917. Like who's playing 1917 games? They hit the over and there wasn't a doubt about it. This is the first time they've hit the over. There wasn't any doubt about it. They easily cleared the over. Well, except for the fact that Joe Burrow was making, you know, making sure that everyone saw him limping off the field and everything. So we've got well, then, that. Jake, then they, they, play, they played the, no, playoff. They had the playoff game. Burrow. They had the playoff game, obviously, too, where there's no Lamar. So it's like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's Lamar and Burrow. Like, they've only yeah. played three times. For the record, for the about, podcast, like, for the record, Lamar Jackson in games he has started, I think finished. I don't think he's ever not finished the game he started against the Bengals. Is seven and one against the Cincinnati Bengals. We talk about quarterback wins. I I'm a big quarterback wins guy. I am too. I'm a, I'm a quarterback covers guy. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson moves to a twelve and three as an underdog. Forty seven and sixteen in games that he starts and finishes as a Baltimore Raven. Plays that I want to highlight off the dome. Kyle Hamilton's shoestring tackle on yeah. a third down was, early in that game that on a cover zero look to go tackle Mike Thomas. I don't know, number 80 on the Bengals. Irv and, Smith, I think. Maybe Irv Smith goes and makes that play. Ardarius Washington shoving out of bounds early in that game to prevent the Bengals from having an explosive play. And the play that I want to talk about that everybody is going to want to talk about and is going to be a 5 million view play is Lamar Jackson chilling in a clean pocket protected by Sam? I'm fucking here, Mustafer. Owings, Mill, Owings Mills guy. Sam McDonough's, McDonough's finest, as well as Patrick. You think you are not a starter, McCary? That man can ball. He was back. He was back. Patrick McCary. Patrick back. McCary was back. Lamar Jackson chills. His footwork gets so calm. Delivers a low trajectory. I want to say that was probably about a 48-yard air yard strike to Zay Flowers. Stinger, that's Tiger Woods with a one iron in his hands. Yes, yes. That was a two-iron max into Zay Flowers' face. And Zay Flowers eats that ball with his hands. Zay Flowers, a guy who has dropped a lot of passes in his collegiate career, will run through the catch, will, will drop a pass to score a touchdown on a slant the next time. He'll drop a fucking pass. Hasn't yet. We'll knock on the old wood there. But that stinger was a just when you thought you were out, you pull me back in moment. The Ravens have that after. Geno Stone has a wonderful rat drop coverage. We talked about that on the preview episode. When can you mix in a rat dropping down into the hole? Geno Stone does it. Brian, Jake, and I, we released a stupid video that I made on Exit 52 Podcast Twitter account, but Gino Stone, we don't know what the hell you're doing, brother. We don't know what the hell you're doing, brother. I don't think, I don't think he knew either. It, it didn't seem that it way. It looked like that. of Hammy. Like, yeah. it, 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 Hammy, Kyle you, Hamilton. You know the early career video of, of Haloti Nada when he, he like, just that that – Tip ball just falls. At home. I can't remember the opponent, but the quarter it pylon. Years, it was his first. And he kind of just runs out of gas, and he just like uh, jogs, jogs to the boundary, and like yeah. it could have been a touchdown if he just kind of hits the brakes and just stays on path and just lets the play go past him. Geno Stone had a touchdown in front of him. He had other characters behind him that probably could have housed it, but like. I don't well, know. He knew, he knew that, that this offense was so good. He's like, oh, well, they're just going to hit Zay Flowers on a fucking, you know, bomb. And well, then Andrews, like, Spencer's not giving himself enough credit here. Where after we pick that pass off, he's like, 
this is the play where you get you take a shot. You said that you immediately. Shot yeah. If you, you don't call a play action and, shot and off of that interception, you're out of your mind. And we hit and a shot. Did. And nobody, nobody that we've had as a Ravens wide receiver in memorable history. We and, we talked about guys, the one. You guys contended that it might Steve Smith might be the one. No one they've but drafted. Maybe, but but no I don't know that Steve Smith gets downfield as quickly in the way that say Flowers does. Well, yeah, he was fucking. Other than pre Ravens, like, pre Ravens Steve Smith, but for him to catch that ball, like we all nutted ourselves over Zay Flowers over the last that last week, just the way that he would get the ball in space and just turn something and just like nothing into something. We have a. We guy. just watch him with a big time ball skills type of play. Like we have a guy. That's that's a package right there. That is that's a guy. That's a guy right there. So um, he wasn't quite as like he wasn't quite as omnipresent this week as he was last week. He was definitely involved. They got him in motion. They you know he was a piece and he made some big plays and and I think he had another big play on that drive as well. But um, just the fact that like Nelson Aguilar big factor on on a particular drive and then. Yeah, it's like next week it's going to be Bateman because we know we can have I, that can I, If you bring up Bateman, let's talk about Rashad Bateman's he made some plays this week. personal foul. Yeah. I said it. I want to see Rashad Bateman commit blocking personal fouls. That's how you know he's all the way back. That's how you know the physicality's there. There's hate. I, I always talk about He stood his ground. Hard. I said it. He stood his ground. He's our guy. Yeah. Castle he didn't block. even he didn't run into that block and throw it. He he, he basically stood his ground and he no, put all four him out. He stuck he, him. He, well, he said, "I've he got pads ground, on and I'm going to use." He put his them. energy into him, but fair. He we'll stuck him. It. He stuck him. It's it was a it's track athletes. Track athletes are going to go down if you stick them. Track athletes are going to go down. Love to see that. Love to see. Love to see Lamar's poise, location. It was also really peculiar to me. And people had said this, and I, I I actually feel in the wrong very much so. We'll talk about Mega Culpa. Maybe I'll talk more about this in the Jumbo set in a couple of days. But people were like, Lamar doesn't look as explosive or as fast. And I was like, eh. He melted guys against the Texans. But in so this game, it went, like, it went like the fumble into the punt return, the fumble that gets called back, the punt return, into a couple clean pockets. And then suddenly, he was dashing on the Bengals' defense. Suddenly, he was explosive. He kind of reminds me of uh, Pat Mahomes with the ball in his hands now. Like, Mahomes not super fast, not super, like, shifty or anything, but he's just, like, fucking yes. has spatial awareness. That's he's how like, he's been operating. Super, I'm, like, he, he's trying to be fast enough, not the fastest yeah, like, at some times. But we saw him turn on the fastest a couple of times. I thought Todd Munkin called an unbelievable second half. Not, not an undercooked appetizer. No, no. The undercooked oh, appetizer. I, I, the appetizer I, was the best. Handshake. Oh. Let's. I don't know what it means, and I want to stop talking about it because it's really confusing me. It really is putting my brain in a blender. Blue jean baby. Blue jean baby. And so the Ravens today go out. They control third down. The Bengals have a punt return with a you know, whatever. The Ravens won. You don't have to say, oh, we have a punt return block in the back, whatever. In Cincinnati, where they've had trouble, and you saw Lamar Jackson control that game, Mike McDonald, regardless of the Bengals scoring 24 points, which is elevated by the punt return, Burrow does sustain one really nice long drive there. You're down two cornerstone players in your secondary. Adafi Owe goes out of this game. Patrick Queen is banged up at one point. T. Higgins feasts very much so. And Mike McDonald... 
while the offense did win this game at the end of the game, Mike McDonald made life hell for Joe Burrow. They couldn't generate explosive plays. They had to operate in a thin margin for error. I think that Mike McDonald is a fucking superstar defensive mind, and I think we saw that today. I think we saw an outstanding effort of Lamar Jackson pre-snap, calmly after the snap, combined with a Mike McDonald defense that has the right toys, the Roquan Smith, the Patrick Queen, the Kyle Hamilton, an interesting front that can drop off the ball. This vision of the Ravens, man, oh man, Jake, you and I, when we did the the pre the the regular season preview, they are the Baltimore Ravens that can beat any single team, especially when Lamar Jackson was in control of the offense, knew what was happening. We saw snap count issues last week. We saw there were penalties today. There were some timeouts used. There were some holdings, whatever. But when Lamar Jackson is the maestro of this offense with a Zay Flowers and an Aguilar and an Andrews and a couple backs, there is nothing or no one that the Baltimore Ravens can't beat or can't do. That is why Todd Munkin takes a job in Baltimore that he I don't know. Maybe. I don't know the ins and outs. I would assume Kirby Smart would have preferred him to stay. I would just assume. But that's why Todd Munkin makes that leap to do what he did today, getting the ball out into the perimeter, spreading the ball around, being able to go tempo, being able to go heavy, being able to go slow. To come have that quarterback with that personnel that is that variable is a blessing for someone like Todd Munkin that isn't a West Coast guy or a gun run guy or a uh air coriel guy he is all of those things you know what's not going to happen either i'm not going to stop talking probably i'll shut up now he's not going to get hired as a head coach anywhere too old uh, <laughs> i don't know about that i'm gonna knock on wood not in the nfl not in the NFL. i would agree with that jake and not in the nfl i i don't think there's i don't think there's like a gonna be a like big want to hire Todd Munkin as like the franchise changing head coach just doesn't like fit that profile. The national championships. It was, back a, to it, was back? A, it was the right hire. That was the um, right hire for that reason. Gus Edwards. I, I didn't watch. Like I said, I didn't watch every offensive series of this game, but every time I popped on the stream, it felt like he was grinding out runs that should have been two yards and making them five or six and falling forward and kind of doing those things. I'm looking. This is a total box score piece of analysis. I like this carry distribution: ten for Edwards, twelve for Lamar, eleven for Justice Hill. I think that, like, going forward, is probably around what you want. I think with no J.K. Dobbins, Lamar's going to have to carry it double digit times every game. Um, but I like, I like what I see there as well. And Spenny, you made the correct point. You, the fear you go into with any in this version of the Bengals, the fear you go into is the explosive plays they can create on offense. And if you can limit those, I think. Everyone has a chance to beat them if you can keep them from taking the top off you and kind of getting out and running. I think that that's the what NFL they, like, today is a game of did I create explosive plays and did I prevent them defensively? Yeah, but the what, what the Ravens did what the Ravens did today with you know not an incredible. I mean, they have the one long throw to Flowers that we've talked about. All of these scoring drives, except for the the one where they had the 52-yard throw to Flowers, were all double-digit plays, even the ones that ended in with field goals. So they yeah. really controlled the ball in a way that I know everyone in Baltimore loves, this, like, you know, mix the run and pass and create long drives. We didn't see, like, a ton of that. Obviously, last week we didn't see any of that, really, that rhythm. But last year at times we just did not – even with when Lamar was playing, we didn't see a lot of those, like, sustained, like – 
as I think Banks would call them, just shove drives where you're just like rolling down the field and they can't really stop you. And you're just getting those short, like eight yards and then we'll get six and then we'll get four and then we'll get another first down. And it's like the Ravens just didn't put those together a ton last year. They definitely didn't do it in week one. Um, and I think they had a little more based on just kind of reading the box score and what I saw just had a little more rhythm offensively today. They lacked the ability to be thorough, comprehensive, and ultimately surgical over the last couple of years. Yeah. This today, uh, I don't know how many times I said it, but I said, Oh, it's just easy. Take the easy yards. Like so many times, the first play of the game was Isaiah likely eight yards. Just, he runs a quick out or not an out. Uh, he just runs a quick in and boom, eight yards. And then it felt like so many times it, we, we just played the middle of the field so much better. Like Mark Andrews and Nelson Aguilar felt like multiple times caught that, that, short to intermediate route where we just shortened the sticks or, or got that first down and kept just kept the drive moving and they were really easy throws. And there were a few throws that Lamar made that were really impressive as well with those clean pockets that were, were window throws. And um, I mean, Jake Spencer and I, like we just sat there and went, Ooh, that's a, that's a, and there were a couple throws too, where he absolutely threw hammers. He threw bullets to his guys. And, and that comes with the, the pass protection, which was another step forward it, comprehensively offensively, like just such a good performance. And I, and, and to your point, Taylor, really good, like um, snap share with the running backs. I, I feel like they use Gus so appropriately in those short yardage situations, move the chains on some big drives, like, just so much to like offensively. And I don't even know that we've we've talked about the defensive side of the ball the way that we should. Mike McDonald, Roquan course, Smith, Roquan Smith's but... comments after the game. Roquan Smith, someone that's been a point of contention since coming to Baltimore, the, his third game, playing the Bengals maybe out of, what, 10, 10, 11 games? Probably. Probably about 11 games. Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith on winning at the Bengals stadium. Quote, it was an amazing victory coming in here, taking over their place. Obviously, the guys here talk a lot, don't have a lot of respect for us and individuals. You take that stuff personal. Yeah. Saying the personal line of Deion Sanders. No, he said something to the effect of like, it's personal with these guys. Like we're not. It's personal. Yeah. He said that. It's personal. Yeah, and that's that's good to hear. Like, let's not let's if we're not gonna like if we're not tight with these guys, if we're not it's if it's not a mutual respect thing, then like be honest, like and give us a real rivalry. That's what I want to see. Everything. This so, is the this is the predominant rivalry in the AFC North right every, now. Everything's so sanitized. Everything's like, oh man, I love this guy. We're on Twitch together, and like, oh, and that's why the Titans are a fun ass team. Yeah, Eric, that's why we give us Hollywood. Eric, give us your thoughts on the Titans. Titans. It was a fucking crazy win for the Titans. Titans are not like those those fucking Bengals. I'll say that. Yeah, no, those are they used those to are be. They used to the Titans rivalry. Obviously, used to be. We've talked about that plenty of times. No, no, we're saying the Titans are not like the Bengals today. I'm saying I respect. Oh no, them. no, and I think that comes from Vrabel. I think who who, I think Vrabel hates the Ravens, but I also think he respects them. Like I, yeah, I don't there's, think there's a respect hate. It's like the Steelers, you know. Yeah, like that's, but it's I, like at I, the end of an M- 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 MMA fighters talk all the shit for promo, boxers, whatever. At the end of the day, you beat each other, beat the crap out of each other, and you have respect at the end of the fight. Yeah, they hug each other and they go, "Hey, that was fun. Let's do it again in in two months." So, yeah, that's 
The Titans game, us, I didn't. Us, I didn't watch. Give us the Titans. Did you watch a? T- did you watch a <laughs> lick of Titans? They had it on at the at the bar, and it was in like a far back corner, and I was like, "All right, that was and that was that was Eric Arditi talking." That was, that was twenty talking. seconds. Thank you, thank you, Eric. Yeah, that was talking Titans with Eric Arditi stuff. Appreciate that. So with that, the Baltimore Ravens moved to two and zero. The thought that I have after a few Medello Especiales, after a great time at Mister Brian, the Banks House. Is Brian the Banks Black's house? Is that uh, the Ravens have to go eight and seven to finish ten and seven? The Ravens have to go. It's a good piece of analysis right there. Ravens have to go eight and seven to finish ten and seven. Was that the goal coming in? Finish ten and seven. (laughs) What? But that is such a low hanging fruit. That's what I'm saying. You guys are all underwhelmed by that. If you're basically slightly better than a 500 ball club, you're in the dance. And if you go. 10 and five from this point on. Yeah. They're off to a great start. I mean, you, you hit yeah. the nail on the head. Exactly. I don't know. Whatever math I fucked up. Fuck you guys. You didn't, ma- you you didn't fuck the math up. Whatever. No, I said. You, right. you get the point. You get the point. The Ravens, the the Ravens would finish 500 so from here on out and they would be in a great position. Lamar Jackson. Is outstanding. Out. Beat All right. Matthew, By the way, Matthew, love, Matthew. love, love, love John Harbaugh. Given like a real celebration on the sideline at the end of the game. I, agree. Like, I tweeted uh, John Harbaugh jacked to the tits. He was he was absolutely that was a big fat W in Cincinnati it against was. a divisional opponent. Yeah, that I mean they don't like that. Team. I mean you guys just talked about it. they don't like that team and and you can tell it's from the head coach down. Like good for John Harbaugh for like going up to the guys on the sideline being like guys this is a little bit more than the business one. Like and they we took we came in here we we took it Taylor to, is not the and they shut it down. They Harbaugh. shut the game down. They just well, went out that, and won. Thanks. That was gonna be my last point. A million times last year, or in the last two years, they have gotten the ball in this exact spot, and we would come on instant analysis and be like, "Why can't they just finish the game?" And they finished the game today. They finished the game. Like they got the they got the first downs they needed, and they just did not do that consistently the last couple of seasons. That was very nice to see. That is like what you. Yeah. That's why you talk about Lamar getting paid. If you're going to get paid that much, you shut the game down in that spot, and you walk off the field with a win. And that's what he did. Like. Complete game from him. That's but what that a was, Tom Brady does. That's what a Peyton Manning does. Correct. That's what an Aaron Rodgers does. That's what, and he makes a great play there. He makes the little scramble and gets out and gets the yards he needs. I mean, that was a really nice, composed, athletic play by yeah. him. The Duvernay and uh, that's, that's the, the jet sweep. Jet there were two. Duvernay got two of those uh, bash sweeps, whatever they were. The first one uh, was remarkably poor at the yeah. end of it. The second one, he goes in and makes a play. Um, Gus Edwards in the short yardage. I think a lot of people are asking maybe why doesn't Gus Edwards get more run? I think it's because he had an ACL, PCL, MCL hamstring tear. And I think that the Ravens are already down JK Dobbins fast and would prefer to keep the mileage low until the temperatures go low. And why would you, and why, yeah, why there's no need to put the mileage. Like, why do you need to get, why would anyone want to get 20 carries today? You have just Ar- arbitrary we- numbers of of things that people decide yeah. upon. No, I yeah, I, yeah. I think the yeah. I mean, I think they did a really good job based on what I saw and what I'm looking at based on stats of distributing the ball in the running game. I mean, did Ebby and Clowney a very strong game? Geno Stone played an awesome game. I thought Patrick Queen had a really standout performance. We'll we'll break it down more on the jumbo set on Wednesday. If you're listening right now, we've got 71 of you live with us still. Go like, go subscribe, share this podcast with a friend. We're looking to, to have some fun this season. We're going to be doing these every single Sunday or Monday or Thursday as the Ravens are live. We'll be recording the Jumbo set, which will be available every Wednesday morning. The Orioles, we're going to be coming in hot. Eric leads the charge there for sure. 
as we have fun Orioles content that will be live on your feed. We'll have a Ravens preview every single Friday, aside from maybe a Thursday night game. Like, subscribe, share this with a friend. We appreciate you guys. Any closing thoughts in general, Eric? Let's let's go back to the Orioles. If there's anything that you've seen, heard, or that comes to you, Brian, Taylor, anybody, anything that you have seen, heard, and want to close out with, please feel free to do so. The Orioles win 5-4, to four, win the season series over the Tampa Bay Rays. The Baltimore Ravens take down the Cincinnati Bengals on the road 27-24. to 24. Eric, go for it, my friend. So I've got two quotes. And again, I've really hammered home the Ryan O'Hearn thing. So the two different quotes. Ryan O'Hearn on his first career sack bunt that was crucial in the Orioles win. This is from Jacob Calvin Meyer. I love this team. I want to do whatever I can for this team to help us win. And if that means getting a bunt down in the 11th, then fuck yeah. I mean, that's so that's that's that was the sexiest bunt ever. That's, that's it. I, my, I tweeted that quote and I said, I want to kiss this quote. Like, that's just that's the perfect quote. So then I get sent this one. Ryan O'Hearn, I haven't bunted in five years. Hyder said, can you get a bunt down? I said, I haven't bunted in a long time, but I'll fucking get it down. I Shut it down. I mean, just shut it, shut everything down. Like That's, those the, perfect, uh, that's the perfect, like, fable or uh, tale of, like, what people build on ESPN. Like, you build sports up to be something that's so in-depth and analytical and perfect. And it's like, hey, can you fucking drop a bunt right now? Yeah, I'll fucking get a fucking bunt down. All right, I'll fucking drop a bunt then. Again, this big meathead who all just seems fucking furious at baseballs. And all he wants to do is hit him 430 feet. And his guy, his manager's like, hey, can you hit one three feet? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. Fucking yeah, let me go. I got it. Just yeah, let, me, let, me, let me put in incredible. another half sleeve of Zins and maybe tuck a little bubble gum, a little red man in there. And, and I'll just drop this bunt. They call him Johnny Zins. Johnny Zins. No, that was again. That was great. Um, again, I don't know if it was talk. It was talked about. I don't think so. Odell's ankle was that a is that a worry? Is that he's a good worry? to go? He's good to go. It's, it's Ronnie Stanley. It's Odell. Uh, Adafi Owe also apparently is fine. Sat out the majority of that game. Ravens airing on the side of caution. Sounds like Ronnie Stanley is pretty much fine. What Jake and I heard, Tyler Linderbaum was like trying to fight to play in this game without practicing, and they're like, "Chill out, corn boy. You're fine." And uh, Odell Beckham. Should be okay. But Ronnie Stanley apparently was like, okay, we, you've missed like 50 of the last 70 games. We'll just, you'll miss a couple and get you back to full health. And then uh, again, I, I think this Ravens team really is trying to peak later in the year. Anything else, Brian, Taylor, Jake, before we get out of here? I only have one more thing. Me and um, Eric on a podcast we did together maybe like a month ago. Um, we did one with just the two of us. Talked about whether this was like – how good of a time this was to be a Baltimore sports fan. And I was like sitting there at Camden Yards watching the guys sort of do the whole celebration on the field for the brief time that they were out there. Um, and I was like that, I just thought about that show that we did. It could not be more true. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, we're teasing the content we're going to do about it, but just as like a pure from a pure fandom standpoint, I mean, how much more fun could you be having right now? I mean, this Orioles team is sensational and likable and built in a way that I think really resonates. You know, it's not a bunch of bought players. It's a bunch of developed players, obviously, you know, superstars in terms of being prospects, but also with a lot of the guys Eric talked about, I think what he said about the guys that were involved in the teams that lost a lot of games, couldn't have been more spot on those guys could also easily. And I, you talked about the huddle they had RDT. All those guys could have gotten traded at some point in the last two or three, four years based on their value. They all stayed, they all, you know, stayed on their own volition and stayed, you know, didn't request trades, didn't do whatever. 
and got to enjoy that moment. That's amazing. That speaks to the same struggle the fan base went to enjoy, enjoy it. And then you have this football team that just went into, I think, the team that gets Ravens fans going even more than the Steelers now, went on the road and pretty much, con- as you guys talked about, controlled the entire game. That's a hell of a freaking day. Um, and I know we talked about that right at the beginning, but a hell of a day. Um, and I think people in the city should be proud of the two teams that they have, of the people, you know, maybe besides the ownership of one team and how they've been doing some stuff. But you've got two freaking first-class general managers running the two clubs. you got two really good coaches that clearly have really good cultures. I know the Ravens had some struggles last year with some stuff that went on, but they seem to have it rectified. And this could be a very, very fun next three or four months for both teams. So Roll, roll Terps. Really Roll Terps, big win, big win. Yeah. We uh, the Terps also did beat Virginia. The Terps have a very good chance to be five and zero in a couple weeks. So if you're also a Maryland fan, you had a great, great weekend. If you're a Baltimore Maryland fan, um, so yeah, see a Virginia. Tom Wilson had a photo shoot. If you're one of the Orioles, I don't know what the Wizards did. <laughs> Orioles, Ravens, do 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 pop pop pop, all of it. There you yeah. go, absolutely. So those are my five. Those are my five. Yeah, Talia threw a dime the other night. So we're vibing and we're vibing in Maryland too. Geronte Davis is showing up at the game. Exit 52, we're rocking and rolling, baby. We're vibing everywhere. Special, special, special Orioles team we're watching right now. Hopefully a special Ravens team. Enjoy the ride. That's all I have to say. Enjoy the ride because, you know, it doesn't come around too often. I I was thinking about this earlier today. I remember watching the clinch miss in 2016 when the Orioles on game 162. They clinched it. Tommy Hunter swearing in the locker room. Ravens lose to the Raiders, I think, that day. That was kind of a weird, weird situation this is really the first time i can remember the two teams being this in sync as far as being good. the witching hour like brian said witching like, hour as yeah. banks yeah mm-hmm. put it so yeah just fucking enjoy very it, fun just so fucking fun. enjoy it it's a great time so enjoy it we'll see what happens but enjoy the moment have fun with it anything else from anyone good 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 good, good, good. perfect um, right. that was a fantastic that was an hour and 20 minute instant analysis that was fantastic um as spenny teased throughout the show um, a lot of different content coming. He laid out the schedule there, but Jumbo sets every Wednesday. I know we want to do an oral show early in the week. Ravens previews every Friday, and then obviously instant analysis after the 17 days you can now play in the NFL. We will do instant analysis after whenever the Ravens play in those games. Um, very nice to have all the support on the live show here and all the support from people um, as we've gone through and done the stuff. Very much appreciated. We cannot wait to continue as RDT is taking shirts off again oh, in the left corner, and that's a great cue to end it. Um, it has been scrolling the entire time. You can follow all of us on X52 Podcast and all the social media platforms at Barstool Banks, at E-D-I-T-T-I-22, at Taylor Smite 10, at Jake Luke, L-O-U-Q-U-E. And you can follow Spenny at Ravens for Dummies, the number four, number four between Ravens and Dummies. Very much appreciate it. Jimmy, number two, Jimmy Seafood and all their support for what we do and on this show. RDT is going to be with our guy Grayson at Jimmy Seafood in a few weeks, which I'm sure will be a, a great time if people have gotten tickets for that. Next Monday. A week from tomorrow. I said it last night. If you if that, if that watching him last night didn't make you go by the like last six tickets remaining, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Like, How could you not want to be there for that? So yeah. it's going to be a good time. Amazing job by that guy. Uh, amazing job by all of you. Uh, Very much appreciate people watching. That has been the Exit 52 Podcast Instant Analysis presented by Jimmy Seafood. We will see you next time.